On tonight's episode of Don't Panic, we talk about Tesla giving away patents to everybody. We also talk about Amazon Prime Music giving you all the free streams. We talk about making money on YouTube. Is it possible? And do people actually buy Android apps? All that and some pics, I'm telling you. It's going to be a hot one. You should join us. Don't Panic, coming up next. This is Don't Panic, episode number 51, recorded June 16th, 2014. On Tesla sharing, the YouTube 1% and Sean goes silent. Would, would you guys believe me if I told you that my mic's been muted for the entire first half of the show? And that nobody will ever, nobody will ever hear what I said? Because <laughs> I, I left it muted from the, from the show Wednesday night? You were being a dick. If if you enjoy not hearing me, you should watch Change Mode every week. Um, wow, that's this is going to go down as as up there as one of the worst episodes we've ever done. Uh, are we going to start over again like we did last time? This kind of happened. How far into it are we? We might just make this like our lost episode. That we're we're 15 minutes in. I think we should keep. I think we should keep rolling. Okay, sure. And confuse the hell out of the listeners. <laughs> Sean, you could, should go in after and, like, dub over it. <laughs> I was thinking that. Oh, man, like terrible animation where my lips don't match at all. With what I'm, I'll sound so smart. Yeah. Uh, what a good idea. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I want wireless charging everywhere, but it's that it's like hover cars and jetpacks, and it's kind of like that really cool idea that I don't think will ever actually happen. I mean, if... I don't know. If it was in my phone, I would buy a wireless charger. Like, now. Yeah, but it's still, I would do it. But it it's still wouldn't be phone. convenient. It still wouldn't be good for your... What you need is, A, you need it built into... The same standard built to all the phones. B, the same standard built into all kinds of products, like tables and cars and places where you put your phone. And three, you need battery technology that can handle being constantly charged on and off through induction. When you have those three things, I want to live in that so, world. So, wait, is the, is the problem with the batteries that, like, you're charging them through induction or that you're charging them, like like thrashing them type of deal i don't know oh so the problem is i forget what it's called but there's the uh the like quintessential problem in current battery technology is that they lose their capacity the more you charge them so if you're charging your phone constantly all day long the battery will last less and less that much faster as if you let it in it's best to let it drain all the way and then recharge it less often. That extends the lifetime of the battery. Okay, that I knew. I, I wasn't sure if there was like that. It was just like I don't think the induction uh, makes it a, a charging thing. Or, right now. Yeah. What? That. Uh, <laughs> no. Now we're being told nobody can hear Colby. I. I. There's no technical reason why people shouldn't hear Colby. Okay, not not that so. I can see. But you never know. Things are going so well. <laughs> um, but you know what? I, I think this is as good a time of any. Why don't we just move on to our trivia challenge? Because uh, I was ready to move on. Uh, so if I got a challenge for you guys, this is a, a unique one. 
um, and one that I'm actually really excited. Now, I'm stealing this from from everyone's favorite Sporkle. I'm not going to lie. I didn't come up with this. <laughs> but I still think it's oh. fun. So the name of the quiz here, and we're actually going to, I'm going to, because there are a lot of them, so we'll do these two at different times, but which I'm going to give you two different pages on Facebook. And all you have to do is tell me which of the two has more likes. Simple enough? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, this quiz is from May 2012, so keep that in mind. A little dated. A little dated. I was an intern in May 2012. So Facebook. you might be biased. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, so here is your, your first uh, either or. Which has more likes, leprechauns or unicorns? Uh, unicorns. Unicorns. Unicorns is correct. Which has more likes? Coca-Cola or Pepsi? Coca-Cola. Pepsi. Coca-Cola. Which has more likes in May of 2012? Mitt Romney or Ron Paul? <laughs> oh, Ron Paul. I feel like the May of 2012 thing is important. Ron Paul. I guess I'll say Mitt Romney to be play devil's advocate. It's Mitt Romney. Uh, Colby is really doing well. Uh, which has more likes, Call of Duty or World of Warcraft? Ooh, Call of Duty. Call of Duty. Yeah. <laughs> You're both wrong. It's World of Warcraft. What? Wow. Absolutely. Uh, which has more likes, Harry Potter the book series or Twilight the book series? I hope it's Harry Potter. Uh, I'm going to say Twilight. It's Harry Potter. Colby's oh really good. God. I think he's biased because he works at Facebook. This is what he does all day. <laughs> um, which has more likes, Mozilla Firefox or Google Chrome? Chrome. Chrome. If that is Chrome. Very good. Uh, let's do two more here. Um, I'm going to go with Firefox right now. <laughs> which has more likes, S'mores or Ice Cream Sunday? Why you would like either on Facebook, I have no idea. <laughs> I feel like people uh, get wacky about s'mores. I'm going to say s'mores. Yeah, yeah. It would be s'mores, you are correct. And and the last one, and Col- Colby's leading here. Which has more likes, Family Guy or The Simpsons? The Simpsons. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Family Guy. It would be The Simpsons. God. Congratulations, Colby! You thrashed Dan on that one. Dang. Wow! And and as your reward, you get to hear me talk, which most people don't get. So, <laughs> I will say uh, the Coca Cola one I knew from work. None of the other things. <laughs> uh huh. I'm sure he just he's gonna go in tomorrow and and check and. Absolutely. Uh, why don't we uh, let, let's let's do some more news. Um, I want to talk about Amazon Prime. Uh, if you're not familiar, and how can you not be in this day and age? Uh, Amazon Prime is a yearly service uh, provided by the fine folks over at Amazon. For $99 a year, you get a host of services, including free two-day shipping on millions of items on their website. You get access millions. to millions. I don't know if that's wow. true. I made that up. Um, it's, it's a lot, though. We'll just say a lot. Liar! Hundreds 
Uh, you also get access to their Prime Instant Streaming Catalog, uh, the Kindle ebook lending library. But now, but wait, there's more. Amazon is now going to throw in with that $99 a year. Amazon Prime Music. Now, what does that mean? Well, it is a all-you-can-eat streaming service included with your price of Prime. What does that mean? Well, uh, and I should have been smart enough to pull it up and show you. But what it means is, if you're familiar at all with uh, Prime Streaming, if you're in the video store, some videos next to them will have the little Prime banner, and they'll say free with Prime. Well, the same thing is now happening with your music. So here is the app. Uh, they pushed out a new app. It's a very nice app. Um, and you'll notice it says there's a little Prime banner next to the album art there, so you know it's included. And I can add that album to my library and keep it, and I can stream all the songs included. And, you know, if I wanted to listen to Kids Bop 24, uh, I totally, we, we listen to the kids' version of Thrift Shop. That's got to be fun. <laughs> um now, uh, it's important to note that this isn't the entire music catalog ever. It's not even close to something like Spotify. It is limited. Um, it says somewhere on here exactly who's included. Universal Music Group is not included, which means you won't get songs from artists like Jay-Z, Kanye West, Katy Perry, Lady Gaga, and Taylor Swift. Um, but you will certainly get a lot, like Ludacris and Bon Jovi and Tom Petty and so on. Um it's also important to note that there are some bonus features included, like uh, a neat one is, and I'm going to see if I can actually get it to work here. Uh, it's called X-Ray. If you're familiar with X-Ray on video, it'll tell you like what actors are in a movie. What they'll actually do is scroll the lyrics along with the song. Um, i got to figure out how to... Pre prep the YouTube takedown cannons. Yeah, I was about to say, um, how do you get the <laughs> lyrics to stream? So it turns out when I have headphones on, I can, like, listen to music <laughs> while podcasting. Well, that's... You haven't fun. been doing that the whole time. <laughs> that's how Dan but gets to no, no, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start. <laughs> I, must, I must appease my ADD. Uh, I'm not going to get that to work. But they say they have over a million songs to start, and they're going to continue to add to that. Uh, another feature is curated playlists. Of course, you can create your own playlist, but they have a service where they're creating, using experts to create curated playlists for things like, it, you know, I don't have an example, but, you know, certain genres and certain custom original playlists. Um, reviews, I haven't tried it. Reviews say that the playlists are actually pretty well put together. Um, and that's mostly it. Uh, you know, you can... Download and save the files to your device for offline streaming. That is included. Um, but you can't really export them to any other service. You're you're stuck within that as well. And all that's included with Prime over time. They say they're going to add more music. Uh, you know, first I'll ask you, you know, do you guys have any immediate thoughts on Prime Music before we get into sort of a broader discussion? No. There are too many. I don't have... I don't have the bandwidth to deal with all these things. Like, what's the difference between this and Spotify? It's just Including adding things into your Amazon Locker. Do they even have Amazon Locker anymore? Yeah, you can upload your own songs. There's an additional fee if you want more than, like, 500. 
But so when you add one of those things to your music collection, is it just included in your locker? N- no, it's it's essentially added to a list that you can stream anywhere or you can download. Why isn't it added to your? This makes even less sense. It's, so it's, it's like your- separate from the locker. Well, the locker is only the songs you physically uploaded. Yeah. Okay. Why couldn't they be, yeah. why couldn't be they, they be combined? Well, it's the same. So that's how well, Google yeah, they, Music works, right? Yeah, and they come up in the same list. They look like they're part of oh. your library, but there's no corresponding physical file on your desktop. There's no way for you to export it as an MP3. Okay. But you can archive it locally within the app. It is. It's it's basically the same model as Google Play Music if you've used that. Very similar. Yeah. Okay. I mean, Dan, I, I think you're completely right. I think there are a shocking ton of music services, but I think at this point, <laughs> it's not about Amazon coming out with the best music service on Earth. It's adding value to Prime, creating value for customers, and considering they already have deals to sell music with all these companies, I can't imagine it was an enormous undertaking to launch this. Mm. At this point, it, it almost seemed like a why not scenario, is, is my thought. Yeah, and I mean, you know, I'm sure it's one of those things that it, like, just kind of works for people who have, like, Kindle Fires or whatever. You know, like, yeah. if, if, if you're already bought into the Amazon ecosystem with a device it probably makes more sense. Like, I'm never going to use this because I use Spotify, but, like, I mean, maybe one day. I don't know. But I'm Prime, too. I guess I could use this. It does, it, it feels strange to, like... I don't know. I guess I guess it's the same thing Dan said. Like, there's so many. I, I mean, I I think you're right, but at the same... But at the same time, if you're, you're going to feel... I think the goal for Amazon... And Dan, was it you who recommended the Everything Store? Yes. I'm or reading Or was that. it you? No, I'm or... reading it now. It wasn't me. Oh, okay. Then it was me. <laughs> uh, it's really good. It's a book about Amazon. But it's the idea that Amazon is about creating value for the customer, even at a loss to themselves. All they want to do is be the best to their customers, period. And if that means adding a music service that isn't, you know, breaking new ground or that isn't going to be a hot seller... It's just adding features so when a consumer signs up for Prime, they feel a little less bad about it. They're more excited to do it. And you also have to think, they've already said there's about a six-month window between new songs being released and then being available. My guess would be they want to take somebody who would have bought it on iTunes or would have illegally downloaded it or never bought it at all to have been using Prime streaming and then say, but I want this song now, I will pay you 99 cents for it. I think right. that is is at least the money making side of it. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, a lot of a lot of like artists already do that on Spotify. Like, like Taylor Swift when she releases a new album, it's never out on Spotify for like months. Yeah, um, it, it's and then like after a while, I assume after sales have died down, it comes out on Spotify. Yeah, and I think. I mean, I, when I buy music, I buy it through Amazon MP3 because I think they have a really great purchasing and use usability spectrum ecosystem. If you want to use it in iTunes, you can use it in iTunes. You want to use it in the Amazon player, you can use it in Amazon. You get the MP3s, you get this, you get that. And since I'm already buying things in the Amazon, I don't want to have to sync it to iTunes to sync it to my iPhone. 
I don't, you know, I just think... Yeah. If you're an Amazon user, it's it's just another reason to be an Amazon user. Yeah, I mean, it's not like... It's, it's like, free, basically. I mean, it's not free, but, like, it's just an added bonus to the thing. The thing I'm already paying for. Yeah, it makes, like I said, it makes it a little less guilty when you pay $99 a year. It says to the and studies. The, Amazon has absolutely have studies that have shown, and this is why Costco has a club and stuff. They find consumers spend more because they feel they have to make up the membership cost. That's yeah. how Amazon justifies Prime, and I think it's kind of the same idea that when consumers find they're not getting enough free music, they'll go and buy some. I don't know. I I I like it. I've been satisfied with it so far, and I've been using even before Prime music i had used their mp3 app and i thought it was good so um i I, if you're a prime member there's no reason not to try it out at least i would argue but maybe that's me and maybe you'll be able to use it on your amazon phone but (laughs) we'll save that for another week um what would you folks like to talk about next uh we could talk about the thing i added on the bottom Okay, I haven't read this, Dan. Tell me all about it. I didn't really read it either, but I guess it confirms. <laughs> in fact, I can't read it, so... Oh, that's right. God there's that. Walls. Uh, but the subtitle is Cussing Comic Video Game Reviewer PewDiePie Has 27 Million Subscribers. Uh, and the title is YouTube's Biggest Draws Play Games and Earn $4 Million a Year. Have we talked okay. about the... The rampant uh, Let's Play culture on YouTube. Many of the most subscribed YouTube channels are people who play video games and then just narrate themselves as they play them. Often humorously, sometimes not. Not even <laughs> modern games, just and not even good games, just terrible games and old games. They can be pretty <laughs> funny. I've only watched a couple, though. But they have... <laughs> Tens or hundreds of millions of subscribers. 27 million subscribers for that one guy. <laughs> isn't, isn't it a thing in, like, Korea or something where they'll, like, people will pay to watch, like, a girl eat a ton of food on video? <laughs> <laughs> it's like... I, let's be fair, Colby. I think that's a thing everywhere. <laughs> Uh, are you are you implying that that's at all related to what we're talking about, Colby? <laughs> I don't know. Like, I'm happy, Colby. I'm happy to stand up on your behalf. Just yes, I agree. People will pay to watch anything. I think, but people like, aren't paying; they're just watching it. YouTube's paying these people for having tens of millions of subscribers. They, wait, they just get paid because yeah, for the ads. Oh, oh you can be ads. a full time YouTube star. You have to have, I don't know, Sean probably knows. How, what, what would be, like, the average views per video to, like, fetch a living salary? I have no idea. The problem is, I know a couple people who fancy themselves YouTubers and actually have videos with millions of views, not, like, a million views, and they make a little money off of it. And while I haven't gotten into specific numbers with them, I get into debates with them all the time, this idea that you can live off of YouTube and they say, oh, YouTube's great. It's creating stars every day and anyone can be successful on YouTube. No, 
like five people are successful on YouTube. This is <laughs> and they one all play guy. video games. Well, exactly, and it's with such, a Norwegian accent. It's extremely geek topics, very narrow. People who've been doing it for a long time, often invested in by YouTube, so wouldn't have done it on their own. I'm just saying, I understand people make money on YouTube. I'm never going to make money on YouTube. Most of us are never going to make money on YouTube. You have to understand, it's such... Unless you have the greatest fail video of all time, or <laughs> you have such geek cred that 24 million people watch every single video you post, you cannot make a living. I'm sorry, you just can't. Really, the so, revenue... Sean, yes. Sean, you mean, you mean we don't make money off Don't Panic's YouTube? I, I had somebody at my new job ask me today. They're like, so Sean, when are you going to monetize that? And I'm like, monetize it? I get people to watch it for I can't even have audio with me for half the show. How are we gonna make money off of this? Um but but no, it's just this idea that, you know, YouTube's great and whatever, watch the videos. I'm glad people are popular, but if you're getting on YouTube to become a millionaire, you're a fucking moron. I'm sorry. it's not a it shouldn't be about the money and I, yeah. YouTube is a terrible economy is my argument. And people get mad when I say that because they say, no, YouTube's making money for all kinds of people. It's not. It's very much like America. It's the, the 1%. Yeah. Um, Unfortunately, I feel like most thing, most economy-ish things tend to, tend to wind up that way. Well, it's like, and Dan, maybe you can speak to this. I mean, what what's the distribution for like Etsy sellers? Do you have a small group who are very popular and the rest do a little bit of sales? Or, I mean... You don't have to get into too many details, but like, what is the 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 distribution and, and high sales versus low sales? I'm just curious in revenues, or do you, you not know? Uh, I'm not sure. I can say. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> I, I have no problem with that because that's another example of. I'd be curious to know any any site where you're either selling. Well, th or... reason it out for yourself. Okay. How many people on Twitter tweet? A lot, and how many of them have, um, you know, ten? But how many? How many of those people have never tweeted at all? A lot. A, a lot. So you have to really invest. Yeah. So, I mean, you don't just like pop on any of these things and be successful. Well, that's why Barack Obama has some of the most followers, and like I got some of the most followers is because they're famous for other things. Right. You know, I'm sure Shaquille O'Neal has one of the most watched YouTube channels, but that's because he's Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> you know, yeah, I would watch a video of Shaquille O'Neal. I want to see. I just, I know this makes total not secondary. Have you seen those creepy gold bond commercials he's in? You guys don't watch TV. Go no. on, go on if you have a chance to watch these gold bond because he's like rubbing his face. He's like Shaq here for gold bond. You know, you know, when Shaq is sweating, needs to feel dry. Gold bond, and he holds up the gold bond. It's really the Shaq gold bond commercials are really funny. I recommend them. <laughs> But that's a we're so off the rails today. Um, who who would know? They couldn't hear you. Yeah, maybe I should just keep myself muted all the time. Oh man, I need more coffee. Uh, all right, what would you guys like to talk about next here in the rundown? Colby, you pick. We've got time for one, maybe two more stories. One, maybe two more. So we've, uh, we've got, we've well, got, people don't buy Android apps. I feel like we should definitely at least talk about that one. Okay. Yeah, that Maybe. seems like the most talk worthy. It's a good story, especially with uh, Google I.O. coming up in a couple weeks. Uh, 
SwiftKey announced this week. If you're not familiar with SwiftKey, they are a uh, keyboard, uh, I don't know, extension? I don't even know what they're called. A keyboard you can buy and install on Android phones called SwiftKey that uses uh, combinations of swiping, uh, predictive text, uh, things like that. For a long time, it had been $3.99 for purchase on the Google Play App Store. Uh, but it was announced this week that SwiftKey is going freemium. Uh, well, it's not really freemium. They're going free with in-app purchases for things like skins and colors um, and design options. It's not really functionality ads. It's more design ads. So I don't know if freemium really applies. Um, the real question is, you know, Swift claims, SwiftKey says, we believe this change is the best way to achieve our global vision, how to reach as many people as possible. I think the argument here, and I feel like we've talked about this on the show before, is that people aren't paying for Android apps, right? And we've talked about this before. 90, yeah, we have talked about this before. Let, let me quote you a staggering statistic. In 2013, 98% of Android app revenue came from in-app payments. 98% came from wow. in-app payments. Pe- that is incredible. People aren't paying up front for Android apps, but the question is, it's not that way. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I know it's not even this close on iOS. Um, obviously, free apps are very popular, but it's nowhere near 98%. Why won't people pay for apps on Android? Any theories? Well, we also have the corroborating story. I forget where this was. But it was a couple of years ago where ad- online advertisers, so web page advertisers, I don't know if it was advertising, but web companies would target their ads differently to Mac users than they would to Windows users. Mm-hmm. Specifically, they would ask for higher prices. They would show the higher prices for things. Um, and <laughs> in, the, in the $1 app world, the, the higher, if the higher price is a dollar, then the lower price is free. You don't make a 50 cent app. You don't have a 76 cent app. So I think that I, well, I don't know what what causes that to happen I mean is it are iPhones more expensive they don't feel like they're more expensive well I or are they I don't know and I, I would love to, if anyone has a chart please send it to us but I'd love to see distribution of how what percentage of Android phones in the wild today were given for free or fifty dollars or a low price yeah because really you almost very you can get an iPhone for that low but most people don't I mean, they're most popular sellers. Or do they? I, I was talking to someone today who said, I was like, I have an iPhone 4S, and I was actually chastised last Thursday by an iPhone designer. He's like, oh, I can't believe these phones are still around. And I was like, well, they've got to be going away. And I was talking to someone today, and like, no, they're not going away, because they just stopped selling them a year ago when they were the, 50, when they were the free on-contract yeah. phone. It was the iPhone 4S a year ago. Yeah. Um, so maybe there are a lot of them. We just we just don't know these people because we're in the upper echelon of people who spend money well, on technology. Yeah. Also, consider that like the number of Android phones in the world versus the number of iPhones in it's the diluted. world is pretty pretty fucking staggering. 
Um, and rural, also low income. Right, right. It's like everywhere, like literally everywhere. This was uh, worldwide numbers in this story, Sean. A, I don't even know where they got this number from. They just quoted it. Nice. <laughs> so it's from, it's from somewhere. <laughs> Seems legit. legit. It says Android <laughs> app revenue is all it says. So what that means, I don't know. But I mean, Colby, you have an Android phone. You know, I want to ask. A, do you buy apps through the Google Play Store? And and B, how do you live with yourself? No, no, no. <laughs> no, but I mean, I of course, I haven't used an Android product in a couple years, but I remember the process as being a little clunky, certainly not as easy as iOS as, you know, makes it to click and spend 99 cents. I mean, how, how do you find that experience? Uh, I mean... It's pretty much the same as the the apps the Apple App Store now. It's like I mean the store is laid out differently and shit, but it's like buying is not hard. It's like you know you you. How many apps have you bought on Android? Um, I bought a couple. I'm pretty. I'm trying. Excuse me. I'm trying to think like what apps I actually paid for. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like I, th- I think I might have bought one that was like a document, one of those document scanner app things. Mm-hmm. But I mean, other than that, I haven't paid for anything. It's like I've never. If I, I, I think I also might have paid for one that was like a transit app or something for for the bus. Hmm. Um, but for the most part, the ones that do go for payment seem to do the in-app purchases. Um, I don't know. Like, I don't want, I, I also don't play games on this phone. Like, I've never found a game I enjoyed on Android, so I've literally never played a game. Um, but I feel like games are all probably in-app purchases, too, at this point. I don't know. You know, I'm, I'm going to throw a wild theory out there. Oh, no, go ahead. Have we just have we discussed? So 93 percent is in app purchases. Ninety eight percent of revenue. Ninety eight. Yeah. But how much revenue are we talking about here? Is it less revenue than on iOS, or it, do they just make up for it with in app purchases? Because I, I don't understand something about if they're making up for it in in app purchases, then that is a stunning indictment of the human psyche. Oh yeah! Like, oh, I'm saving money, except I'm paying out like five times as much. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, like, effectively, what's the difference between downloading an app and then paying for it, or, or paying for it and then downloading an app? Except you get to try the thing before you buy it, which is well. I mean, from in one perspective. But better. especially in games, they use things like psychology to have you purchase over time. You know, a, a, right, a, a right. Buck but nine... I mean, like, I don't, I don't think games is really the implication here. Like, we all know games are shitty and they do terrible yeah. things like that. But like regular apps, like SwiftKey, but, or you know, my my crazy theory I was going to posit was that I think Android created their own problem because. If you remember when the App Store first launched way back in, you know, 1888, um, the initial apps were priced at $19.99, $9.99. I mean, they were expensive apps. And yep. Apple realized over time that they had to start lowering those amounts 
into closer to $5, a buck 99 and eventually to 99 cents. Android on the other hand never never started they started low. And I think yeah. that may have been their problem. There's so many good free apps. There are so many good apps discounted or on sale and then once you buy it you own it. I mean, how often do you see a sale price on an iOS app? I don't see it very maybe when it launches, but outside of that it's not often, but you know, Amazon's App Store, they give a free app a day. I just think Android has created an ecosystem and a culture where people expect free. If you had a wonderful app and put it on there for $4.99, I don't care how good it is, you're not going to sell as many on Android as you are on iOS because I think it's the culture of the App Store that they've created. But how did they do that, though? All right, I might have missed what you said there. I think... Well, I think it was Apple pricing apps high to begin with and setting that bar of saying these are premium apps. And even though they dropped it later, they kept that in well, people's mind. I mean, I think that's just Apple in general. Like, And that's, yeah. That's that's the the Apple experience. Like, a- Apple devices aren't every man phones. They're, they're <laughs> a luxury item. And, like, you know, people who buy luxury items will buy luxury apps to go with their luxury (laughs) items. (laughs) Well, and, you know, it's it's a culture of there's so much crap on the Android app store that I'm not saying every iOS app is perfect, but at least I feel like I can trust my money is going to a decent app. You know? Yeah, I I mean, mean, you know, that, that, maybe that's part of it that there's, I mean, by by having a gatekeeper in the iOS app store, like, people haven't been burned by, like, terrible apps. So, like, most people are, not, I'm, I'm sure the majority of the world is not particularly intelligent about what app they choose to download. Um, that is one, I don't know. Like, when I was looking for email apps on Android, oh, my God, they're all terrible. They're so bad. Well, I found that one that's sort of not bad. I think the, 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 a great example from my own personal life was I helped somebody set up at the same time an iPad and an Android phone. And when they were setting up the iPad, Apple prompted them for a credit card. And they said, do I need to put my credit card in? And I said, yeah, you're probably going to want to buy apps and put it in. We were setting up their Android phone, and Google prompted them for their credit card. And they said, do I need to put my credit card in? And I said, no, you probably won't ever buy any apps. <laughs> and I, I think that's the perfect embodiment. Yeah. Why, why pay for something when there's so much free stuff out there? Yeah, I remember when I had Android, it was months before I bought my first app. And I I bought them so rarely that over the years, each time I bought one, the process had changed so significantly that that it was like a whole new experience every time. <laughs> like is it still Google Checkout? Cuz it wasn't it wasn't through Google Checkout and then it was, and then I think they moved away from Google Checkout. Google Wallet and Google Wallet, and- yeah, yeah. yeah. No, you're right. They do go through a couple different services. I don't I, remember. I think it's, I think it's just the Play Store now. Right. right. Like everything's the Play Store. Well, and I'll tell you, their billing sucks because I tried Google Play Music, which is what three ninety nine, four ninety nine a month, and so they billed me, and I wanted to cancel it because I decided I didn't want it. I couldn't. I couldn't cancel it. They made it almost impossible. I couldn't even find out where my billing information was. Well, that's stored. just good business. So. That, I guess. I mean, <laughs> I mean, my, my Xbox Live subscription oh, was the same way. There's yeah. no way to cancel it. You can't cancel it. You can't. Like, that's there's no genius. way. Yeah. Maybe well, I just 
that's the thing though. My credit card expired, and I just kept getting Xbox Live. It's gonna so. be really funny when Colby gets an enormous bill from Microsoft. <laughs> he was eight hundred summons. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think if they, if they weren't fools, they would have stopped charging my my expired credit card. <laughs> All right. Well, we are, uh, I think, out of time for stories. Um, We didn't get to a couple, but, you know, we'll be back next week with more. So um, with with no time to waste, let's move into our picks this week. Um, I'm going to start us off. Uh, This is a new service. This just launched like a couple weeks ago. It's called File This. Uh, Let me throw up, because I actually wanted to show you what it looks like. (laughs) Because it's so bad. Let me throw up. Uh Oh. Screen share here. Believe it or not, it's actually easier for me to share the screen in Skype than it is to... uh... Nope. Nope, that's not working. Uh, okay. Well, then we'll just. Oh, we got a, a peek behind the scenes. Oh, is oh, it's still uh... showing. Oh, good. There we go. Hang on. Yeah, now we're looking. Skype yeah. makes it really difficult to share. Oh my God, window management. Your, your streaming live thing is over the right side of your Chrome window. I'm trying to shrink down your video so I can see my. Oh my God, Skype. Jesus Christ. Ah, fuck it. <laughs> oh my god. All right, never mind. Uh I will you guys won't be able to see it, but I will share it with the fine folks at home. Um I I apologize. So, uh what file this is is a service that is designed to automatically handle paperwork from services you use. So, uh the first thing is you sign up for an account. It's free. Uh, but I'll talk about plans in a second. And you create a destination. You can have it sent to Evernote, Dropbox, Box, Google Drive, their own uh, service. But what's really amazing to me is connections. You connect your any. It's almost any any account that sends you a bill. You connect to the service. And the this was what really got me interested in this company. The sheer amount of companies that have partnered and have accounts with them everywhere. I mean, and I'll go through the list quickly. Allstate, uh, Ally Bank, Amazon, uh, American Express, AT&T, uh, Blue Cross Blue Shield, Best Buy, all any place that bills you. I mean, the list is Citibanks, uh, Citgo, Comcast, Discover Card, E-Trade, Easy Pass. You can hook up your Easy Pass to this. I mean, the the list is really neat. Um the free version gives you up to six accounts you can connect. I had my six connected, and I still had more I wanted to connect. So it's really great. I've got my uh, PayPal, TD Bank, Easy Pass, anything that sends you a statement. What this service does is once a week, it scans your accounts and automatically downloads your statements uh, and stores them. So you can have them go to your Dropbox, your Google Drive, or you can have them stored in their service. And the advantage to doing it in their service, they do OCR on everything. And you can search within them, categorize them, put them in folders, save them. Um, you can also upload your own folders, so things like health insurance forms. It's really meant to be an, an automatic repository for statements and personal documents. 
Uh, like I said, the there is a free version with that. You get six connections with services uh, and an amount of storage. It's two or five dollars a month if you want more connections, which I think is really reasonable. Um, but to me, the advantage is the fact that this has so many associated businesses. And the fact that it does it all automatically, I oft, I don't ever save statements because I don't think, why would I ever need them? But then as I was going through it, it pulled my last 10 statements from each service or so. It was really interesting to look back and see you can track things over time. You can search for specific transactions if it's a credit card. Uh, you can actually, you know, it does OCR. You can search within the document. And assuming you're willing to put in the effort to manually scan documents that aren't digital, it is a really nice way to organize your files. Of course, you are trusting them with a lot of services, but it's the internet, right? Nothing bad ever happens there. Uh. It's called uh, File This, uh, and it's free now, and uh, I've been enjoying it so far, um, but I just started using it, so ch check it out. Give it a shot. See what you think. Uh, it's it's automatic in a lot of services, which is my big advantage. So that is my pick this week. File this. Cool. Interesting. Uh, who would like to go next? Go for it, Colby. All right. What was mine? <laughs> oh, tonight I was drinking the King of Beers, Polarizer. <laughs> um, uh, also, so this is. Recently, I, I don't remember how I stumbled across this podcast, but I've been listening to it a little bit, like, once in a while, in between other podcasts when I have nothing else to listen to. It's called Unprofessional, um, and it's basically, it's a, it's a bunch of, it's two people, and they have guests all the time, and they're, like, tech people, but they don't, their thing is they don't talk about work, so they talk about, like, life stuff that has nothing to do with work so they talk about like their families and like ex-girlfriends and boyfriends and like just random shit but it's really interesting they they have like really good discussions about like just regular stuff and i i enjoy it a lot so cool that's my pick you should listen to it it's Un unprofesh.com oh i get it that's cool i'm gonna i'm gonna give that a shot I'm always looking for uh, new things to listen to, so. After Don't Panic, of course. <laughs> uh, very cool. Unprofesh.com. Uh, Dan, once again, coming to us with a book? Yeah, I, I read I read these books. Unbelievable. Um, I mean, I, I won't even bother sharing my screen. It's a so long it's book. Is it? See, I don't know how long books are anymore because I read them all on the Kindle. Well, the Kindle version no... is quoted at 752 pages. Let me see what the paperback is quoted at. I doubt it's... Oh, I, yeah, I linked the Kindle version. 544 in paperback. Yeah, that's that's, a, that's that a good bad. amount. All right. Uh, <laughs> so, it's a book. It's kind of Ocean's Eleven, but in, like, uh, a fantasy world with... Uh, limited amounts of magic, but magic does exist. But, you know, there's swords and sorcery, but it's about thieves. Um, the plots, the pl and by plots I mean the, the thievings are quite involved. They're, they're like professional con men, uh, and it's really entertaining, a lot of fun. 
It's called The Lies of Locke Lamora. And it's there's a series of books. I just finished the second on the train ride home today, and I'll be starting the third, which just came out a couple months ago. Uh, the first one is called The Lies of Locke Lamora. It's really great. Highly recommended. Sean said this long. <laughs> I, I finished the second one in a week. That's uh, it took me a while to get into the first one, I will say. There's a lot of setup. There's a lot of uh, alternating between two different timelines, like when the guy's a child and when he's an adult. Uh, but I would say around a quarter of the way through, it really hits a stride. And the second book has no downtime at all. It's really great. Ocean's Eleven in Fantasyland. Sounds good. And if you're interested, don't bother Googling it. Head right to our website, don'tpanic.io. We will have links to that and all of our picks available for you. And we get a kickback if you buy it. So uh, go and do that. That's why I pick all the books, to that's, be honest. That's smart. We should really own the Amazon <laughs> stuff. Uh, well, uh, I, uh, I have some physical objects coming from Amazon that might get reviewed in the next couple weeks. So. Oh, I don't man. want to spoil it. So do I. A phone? Oh, this is going to be... No, it's... Uh... Got, are you going to pre-order the Amazon phone no. the second they announce it and then yeah. return it immediately after? Because, Dan, I was thinking, this phone's pretty cool, but wouldn't it be great if it kind of moved a little bit when I did this with my head? <laughs> uh, yeah. Why well, bother uh, having two cameras when you can have five? <laughs> Amazon's just like, just do more. Bezos <laughs> is like, I need more. Oh, they're crazy. Well, thank, uh, thanks all of you out there for joining us. I hope you had uh, as much fun with our calamity as we did. Uh, do you guys have anything you want to tease or, or plug? What's uh, what's going on with the uh, change mode? Uh, last week we had an excellent episode about uh, writing programs in the Go programming language. And next, whenever this is, I think the next... The next podcast we have conceptualized in our head will be about the Swift programming language, but there might be something else in between if we have a juicy topic or a juicy guest. But that that is TB, TBA. <laughs> you heard it here first. Well, and definitely you should uh, check out the show, coffeeandbeer.tv, and follow it on Twitter. Uh, Change Mode Show will give you updates when uh, new episodes are streaming or available for download. Uh, right there. Very cool. Uh, we'll look forward to that. And of course, don't panic every week, Monday nights, 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on the internet. Don'tpanic.io is our website. Uh, make sure you subscribe, get those uh, audio and video right when they're published, uh, fresh, delivered to you weekly. Um, and they sometimes work. So uh, be sure to check that out. I suppose that wraps us up for this week. We'll be back next week with coverage of Amazon's announcement. Uh, including a phone and maybe some other wacky surprises. Who knows? Uh, and we'll preview Google I.O., which is not this week, uh, but is the following week. So we'll preview that. Uh, maybe even talk a little iWatch? Meh, I don't know. Hopefully not. We'll see. Uh, with that, uh, we thank you all for joining us, and we hope you'll see us back here next week on an all-new edition of Don't Panic. See you then. This show is brewed fresh weekly by the Coffee and Beer Podcast Network. Get all our shows at our website, coffeeandbeer.tv.